0: Hi folks and welcome back to Money Please Loose Change. You know how when you are sorting through all the bags that you never touch in the back of your closet and then you take your old longchamp bag from college and you shake it and a bunch of coins fall out and you're just like, oh, thank you financial gods. That's that's the feeling we're hoping to give you with this little bonus episode. I'm Berna Annette, also known as Hey Berna, your personal financial hype woman bringing you the financial... Real talk for the real world. I hope you can hear through the mic my air quotes because <laughs> nothing's real. Today, I am joined once again by the incredible Sally Krawcheck, co-founder and CEO of Elevest, And also, I'm gonna talk about this. We really need to, to like you said, double click, zoom in on this. Someone who is known as the most powerful woman on Wall Street is a big title, but I know that you live up to it. Sally, thank you so much for being here.
1: I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you.
0: Yes. So we talked so much this week about financial wellness, what it means, Mm -hmm. why it's incredibly important for women to get into their financial wellness, not be afraid of it. Um, And now I know that people listen to that first episode and they're like, "Okay, I need I need Auntie Sally in my life Mm -hmm. some more in general, Um, because we are we have such a lack of incredible female financial mm-hmm. uh, idols and uh, people to look after and ancestors in that way. So can you tell us a little bit more about your own journey in the world of finances and how you've gotten to where you are today?
1: Yeah. Um, well, thank, thank you for asking. So I um, I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. How in the world I got to Wall Street. I, I sometimes, how did that happen? And it mostly happened because I was a journalism major. Um, And you didn't make any money in those days as a journalist Uh um, writing for a traditional newspaper. But you did make some money working on Wall Street. And and then on top of that, my father forbid me to move to New York and work on Wall Street. So I'm like, ah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to New York and work on Wall Street. And so I really did it, even though I know... And we were talking on the other episode how it's viewed as tacky for women to want money and mm. unfeminine, and certainly in that day. But I wanted money. Mm. Um, I didn't want to have a power imbalance in my life with my partner, as my parents did, who were totally in love, completely in love, but they fought about money and they fought hard about money. And so I really started off with I just want I, I want to have that power. I, I want to have that autonomy. I want to be able to buy the dress without having to explain. Why I bought the dress to anybody in my life. And so um, I I didn't love a lot, you know, my first several years on Wall Street. I despised it, but was fortunate enough to find my way into parts of Wall Street that are really about helping people and now about helping women get more money. You know, the LFS mission is to get more money in the hands of women. And I feel like I was born to do this.
0: Incredible. I think one thing that you said that really sort of is now like etched on my brain like a tattoo is I want money. I want to be mm-hmm. rich. I want to be wealthy, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of women, a lot of for myself as a child of immigrants, first gen Filipina, a lot of us have problems saying, I love money. I want money. Mm-hmm. I want to be rich. Um, you know, there's there's this I mean, like you like you said in the um, in our last episode in connection with all the feelings women have about money, like. I think a lot of people are listening to this and being like, is it okay for me to say that I really, really want money too? Because we know all the money is evil and capitalism is the worst, but also like, damn, it feels good (laughs) to have that kind of power. So what would you say to women who are like, I wish I could just yell that also, but I feel weird?
1: Well, whisper to yourself then, you know, Mm. I mean, it might be straight, but, but, you know, it continues, not just for those who are, are listening, but I was literally on a retreat back in May when it started to look like COVID was, you know, we were just on those last legs. Yes, yeah. On that retreat were a handful of us, two literal women billionaires. Literal. Literal. Yeah. Um, who had who self made. And both of them, when we did the go round, introduced themselves, made a point of saying they didn't do it for the money. Interesting. Uh, I know and I'm like oh my gosh even when you're that successful and I think we can all imagine it right if they'd said you know I started this company and blah blah, blah and I did it for the money we'd be like <gasps> You know, oh, God. so we need to normalize this. Yes, we need to normalize. If it's OK for men to uh, want money, then it's got to be OK for non-binary individuals and women yes. to want money, too. So say it softly first yeah. until we can get everybody the whispers get too very loud. Yes, I want. I mean, some days
0: I've, I'm saying it softly to myself. Some days I'm looking at the inequalities of the world and the very clear fact that money equals power. And I'm part of many, many groups that have been powerless of course I should be shouting that I want power. Why wouldn't I? Um, I want to bring it back to younger Sally. It also very much speaks to me that you were uh, in journalism and communications because so was I. And so when people say that in the finance world, I'm like, okay, so I didn't have to be like a money fiend from the beginning to see myself (laughs) in the money world makes me feel very seen. Um, There are lots of folks, of course, in their 20s and 30s listening to this this podcast, what do you think you needed to hear when you were struggling with your own finances or maybe struggling on Wall Street um, in your 20s and 30s? What do you think folks in their 20s and 30s need to hear that they're not, that they're not hearing, maybe that you didn't hear? Yeah,
1: look, I, I made all the mistakes. Um, first of yeah. all, I wish somebody had said, don't marry him. Oh, um, that would have been helpful information. Hot tea. Um, and okay. then once I married him, I wish somebody had said, do not let him control the money because ah. when you're now my ex-husband, mm-hmm. um, hooks up with now my ex-friend. Oh. And I realized, and I felt like I had the rug completely pulled out from under me. Right. And I didn't feel like I, I didn't know if I could trust him on anything. Oh, and then he had all the money. Oh my God. And could I even afford to divorce him? And by the way, I was working on Wall Street. <laughs> like. <laughs> I was working on Wall Street. I mean, it just, it just was unfathomable to me. So I wish somebody had said just, First of all, skip the first marriage. Go straight to the second. And just just keep going. <laughs> but, walk past
0: him. Walk past him. Walk right keep past going. him. Oh, my God Keep going, gosh.
1: honey. <laughs>
0: That's incredible. And I mean, what a testimonial also to financial, just financial wellness in and of yourself, because you never know what's going to happen, especially in your 20s and 30s. You think that the story oh. is said and done. And then, Oops.
1: I thought we were going to, I mean, we were so in love. We had to get married in our 20s. That's how in love we were. Yes. I, for sure, you know, we were going to die holding hands. Uh-huh. You just don't, don't know bug. because yes. we all, look, we all change every decade. Yes. Um, and, we, uh, you know, let's hope you change together in a way that's complimentary. But nobody, you know, very few people walk down the aisle and say, I'm pretty much getting divorced, but it happens to half of them.
0: Right. Yes, a hundred percent. And that should be so many other uh, ringing endorsements for getting your financial life together. Is you never know where you're going to end up. And at the end of the, at the end of any relationship, at the end of any social situation, you still got to pay rent. And if your financial situation is aft, then you are aft. Um, I'm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. I'm very inspired by that for sure. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about how you've seen the financial space especially the financial education space change in the last decade or so since you've Mm -hmm. been there from the beginning watching being one of the first women to speak out loud about money and then bust out and co-found a company specifically for women and investing um i as a financial educator myself and but one who's sort of come up on the social media instagram and youtube um what are your thoughts on things like finance tiktok is it a force for good you know lots of young people are like i'm learning about like we were saying in the last episode i'm learning about meme stock through this Mm -hmm. tiktoker and i'm getting really excited about game stock as opposed to you
1: know budgeting and saving and debt what are what are your thoughts on that whole space well definitely a few thoughts (laughs) good news is we are moving away from financial education as shame. Mm -hmm. You know, who didn't love, I I adore Susie Orman, who didn't love watching her shame people for spending too much. Sure. You know, the voyeurism of the, what do you mean you're only making X and you want to go on this kind of trip? You know, you, you yeah. Yeah. So... The more, now it's not totally gone because, as we've discussed before, most of the money articles to women are about scrimping and saving and coupon clipping. So there's still that scarcity and that shame. Yes. But what you gotta love about some of these new Finfluencers is there's a joy to it, yeah. right? And, and fun to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like the fact that that is shifting. Um, I like the fact that we are be losing the jargon on it Mm. because for so long it was if i could you you know if i not me but one could use a lot of jargon then you got to pay me (laughs) a lot of money to manage your money for you totally um and or you had to you know friggin slog through some personal finance magazine which is you know what is what is more interesting than that oh god answer everything anything okay everything So what you got to be careful about now, now I know you want, now I'm going to do the grandma thing. You know, what you got to be careful about with the TikToks, et cetera, is, you know, they are bits of information. Mm. They're not the full picture. Yeah. And they do tend to um, make trading sexy, the Mm. meme stocks sexy, Bitcoin sexy. Yes. That's great. They're sexy when they're going up, Mm. Um, but these are very volatile. Yeah. Um, I am okay with you. Trading Bitcoin, hmm. just take the money from the annual trip to Las Vegas and do it with that, not with your retirement savings. Because okay. these things, the meme stocks, etc., are not trading on fundamentals. They're trading on what you think, you know, it's supply I, demand, people get excited, etc. So yeah. they're trading on air. Yes. So it's okay, but just do that. You got to floss your teeth. Right, so you gotta invest. You gotta put money in the four hundred and one k. You need to invest in a diversified investment portfolio. You need to do those, you know, hygienic basics before you go have your adrenaline rush from from, you know, trading.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. It it both makes me super super excited that my teenage nieces are like auntie what's Mm -hmm. up with meme stocks like what is this Mm -hmm. whole thing about GameStop? i'm like i love that we're having this conversation let's have 17 other conversations before that though because do you know what to do with your first paycheck (laughs) do you know Mm -hmm. how to set up for your future self and then like you said we can shave money off of the annual santorini Mm -hmm. fantasy trip and then sprinkle it all up into the into the investing the apps Mm -hmm. and the the trading which is Mm -hmm. ah, gives me so much so much pleasure
2: Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash betches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well,
0: I wanted to ask you as you as Sally as as Sally and also a Sally as Esther so if, if y'all listen to the first episode Sally and I talked about our retired selves our retired bad bee selves and their names and uh, you know Esther and Bernadette maybe friends in the future <laughs> at some point. Um what are you, Sally, excited about on your road to Esther right now? Like what is in your financial life that is inspiring you or exciting you or even yeah. in the financial space that's making you go like, yes, Esther,
1: like we're heading, we're oh, heading to a good place. I gotta tell you, my my job, I, I oh, yeah. you know, I've had jobs that oh, I've been screamed at. I've been sexually harassed. Mm. You know, I've been pawed. Um, I've been dismissed. I've been fired. I've been fired again. I mean, I've had jobs that were just, you know, just deadening. Mm. Um, I found founded Elevest. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that I jump out of bed every morning but I have never experienced anything like this before. As we talked about before, money is women's number one source of stress. Taking action on is the number one driver of women's confidence in their future. It is that simple. Remember in kindergarten, take a frown and turn it upside down. It's a smile. Yeah. You can take financial, you can take that stress and turn it into confidence. Mm. And as Ellevest has become better known, and I've walked down the street with an Elevest bag, I'll have women stop me are you part of Alavest? And thank me. I had one woman huh. make me hug her, which was a little odd. You know, <laughs> okay, I'm like, hey, perfect. Right. You know, let's say, hey, you know, and, but okay, fine, fine, yeah. fine, fine. Yeah. One woman touched my hair. That was interesting too. Oh. But multiple women have cried. And so when when I think about what's exciting, the fact. That that so many have tried to engage you know, so many initiatives for investing for women and they were all marketing things and they were patronizing marketing initiatives mm-hmm. that we really were the first to take women seriously and to get that feedback, yeah. Like, take me now, Lord, take mm-hmm. me now. I'm good. I'm good. You did mm-hmm. you're
0: every day doing exactly what you set out to do with Elvis, mm-hmm. which is so incredible. I'm mm-hmm. very grateful as a little influencer bebe in the space, super grateful to come into a financial world where I'm like, oh, they're is a safe space for us, and they are safe mm-hmm. every day. There are more and more safe spaces where I can recognize myself and feel mm-hmm. feel myself. Put somewhere where Berna can grow into Bernadette, and Sally can grow into Esther's, uh, where I don't have to feel like I'm going to be harassed or harangued in a, in a terrible way, so.
1: or patronized or looked down on. Exactly. You know, in fact, that previous generation of women companies, by the way, I used to run. Mm. I ran Smith Barney in the day, Merrill Lynch, yeah. men. Perfect product market fit trusted their financial advisor more than their doctor. women in the year after their partner's death left that advisor at a rate of 80 to 90 percent.
0: Wow, wow. secretly I wanted know. to bounce the entire time probably of like just,
1: person, you know like, didn't feel it. didn't feel heard, they say didn't feel honored. Yes, you know felt like their questions maybe you know they just didn't get them answered um, yeah. And so those businesses do a great job. And their financial advisors do a terrific job with women. But on the whole, we just haven't had that space for women and non-binary individuals.
0: Oh, amazing. Well, here's to Ellevest Thriving and many, many more spaces coming up for us so that we don't. Sometime in the future, maybe again in Bernadette and Esther's future, it it's, not a, it's no longer a matter of carving out these spaces for ourselves, but like coming into the breadth and width and being able to be wherever we want, which is incredible. Sally, thank you so, so much for joining us again for Loose Change. Once again, once everyone has listened to this and they're like, I would like to know where to put my adoption application in um, to be adopted by Auntie Sally, <laughs> where can they find you? How can they support you? How can they support Vest?
1: I have enough Kids. I really do (laughs) appreciate that. I (laughs) am. I am good. I am good. But come on over to Vest and actually sign up for our newsletter. We, Mm. um, you know, we have a couple times a week. uh, We provide newsletters that are, you know, can get sometimes pretty sparky and pretty feminist, you know, because these money issues are. Issues of power, um, issues of, of feminism, yes, uh, but also a lot of practical tips too. But visit us, download the app and visit us over at LFS.com.
0: Incredible. Thank you so much, Sally. Hopefully your journey to Esther and my journey to Bernadette, they cross again one day. Thank no, you so much. For sure. They will. Take care. That is it for this episode of Money, Please Loose Change. Now, be sure to rate, review, and follow our podcast on Apple and Spotify tell your friends about it, tell your cashiers about it, and follow us and submit your questions to when's happy hour on Instagram or email us at moneyplease@betches.com. And follow me on Instagram at heyberna. Until next time, I am wishing you love, peace, and refunded fees. betches